Hey everyone, Peter Klein here. Um, if you tried to watch the stream today, you'll understand uh, we had a few technical issues with Game Over Pro Wrestling for Money in the Bank. So um, there are stretches of the audio where it's really good and stretches where not so much. Um, know what the problem is, fixing it for next time. But uh, stick around. The analysis is really good on this show. It, it's just not in the audio quality we would hope to, to provide for you. So uh, once again, apologies for all of this. We will absolutely do better next time. But uh, like I said, stick around. The analysis is really good. You just have to hear it in a way that's maybe not as phenomenal. But um, amazing Money in the Bank show and the analysis uh, that is provided on this program is really good. So Without any further ado, uh, here is Game Over Pro Wrestling Money in the Bank. Game Over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Welcome, everybody, to Game Over Pro Wrestling for Money in the Bank. 2023 what an event it was my name is Fuad Suleiman and I am joined by two special guests from different locations I'm from Toronto here we have Arun Singh live from I presume Los Angeles and we That's have correct. Peter Primetime Klein live from Alberta C Calgary Alberta that's the thing and we have a new sponsor here uh, Logan Paul just paid me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars uh, just for that spot right there because SCPN's on a wave, guys. Welcome. What an event, guys. I, I think it was a, I think that was a fun uh, premium live event. I'm going to say pay-per-view. But I, I liked it a lot. I think it was good in the sense that there were so many swerves and things I did not expect. And that's something that, like, the formulaic kind of WWE, you know, doesn't like, to, doesn't like to do. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll say there was no disappointing match. And even if some of the matches didn't have the highest of highs, or it was, you know, it was a bit of a roller coaster, nothing was disappointing. I'll be honest, I think I take a very positive view towards the PLVs. I don't, I can't remember the last time they had one that I walked away from saying, why did I put them that way? I've always been satisfied, even though WrestleMania remains exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad this one wasn't like 17 hours, like, you know, you have to, two days. I mean, we, we had you on for the second day of WrestleMania, and I'm like, I was glad it was two days because I remember it was like like you literally heard the birds chirping when when that thing was finished. Like yeah, was, that's how long it was. We're gonna get into everything here. Uh, we're gonna start with the main event, but first gotta shout out our sponsors, Sports Interaction. Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Every hit, every shot, every goal, every ladder match and chair shot apparently from all your favorite teams and players to professional. Wrestlers like Roman Reigns taking the L. I mean, you can't really bet on wrestling, but whatever. You know, with competitive odds, the best live in play, and more ways than ever to get into the game, like Minute Madness, our exclusive game with so many opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get started. 90 plus, please play responsibly. So, Roman Reigns got pinned. For the first time since before COVID nineteen happened, man. Well, I, th I think you just said please lay responsibly, and I was going to say I think Roman Reigns did lay responsibly and take that pin. He did. I mean, I maybe I thought he was just going to go off board and be like, no, he's gonna he's gonna pull a Hogan and be like, you are not pinning me. 
I will say I, I am a staunch Bloodline fan. I have. I was just at a uh, librarian conference. Uh, I'm not a librarian, but at a comic book publisher for a week in Chicago, and the only workout clothes I brought were my multitude of We the Ones shirts. I think I have six tank tops. <laughs> we the Ones. I'm looking forward to the real ones. Tank tops, hopefully. Uh, and I love the Bloodline. And when Roman hit the ref, uh, I laughed because the ref really sold the nut shot. I thought he was but hurt. I thought he was he, actually he, hurt. He, he legit squealed, and honestly, more power to him. He's my favorite ref now. But I, even I was rolling my eyes and was like, not again. And commentary uh, acknowledged his uh, uncanny luck in these situations. Yeah. And that's when I started having some hope that maybe uh, Reigns and Sakoa weren't going to win like this. Uh, and I was incredibly surprised, and also surprised at how emotionally cathartic the finish was. Um, yes. And I, and I and I I do think this is a this is the canary in the coal mine for things to come. But, but Peter, I keep talking so much. I want to let you in on this. Yeah, I mean, you're you're saying a bunch of points that I agree with. Um, I think for one, the the crowds pop when the Usos kicked out when they were stacked on top of each other. Yeah. At that point, the the reach the, the match just reached a whole new level. Um, but no, like this was great. I I was I was anticipating a number of different things coming into this. Exactly none of them were Roman Reigns being pinned. I, I thought we yeah. were going to get Solo taking the pin, and then that starts like a you're not good enough, blah 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 blah, or the Usos losing because Roman Reigns, lol. Um, or anything like that, but but this was this was great, and uh, I'm with Arun. I, I have loved the Bloodline storyline so far. Um, I, I think if pro wrestling ever qualified for an Emmy, this would be the thing to do it. it it's been storytelling just like mwah, the whole time, and now. I legitimately can't wait for Friday. Uh, not just because it's the first day of the Stampede out here, um, and and shout out Dungeon Wrestling who we're, we're repping on the shirt today. Um, but uh, because hey. of SmackDown, I, I can't wait to see where they go from here now. And you talk about like creating stars. I think tonight was about creating stars in the main event. The Usos, if if possible, they have now reached another level uh, of stardom coming out of this show tonight, Fuad. They're massive. Yeah, they're massive. They're massive now. And like, of course, you know, main event J is the kind of the star of the show. Like, I mean, oftentimes with twins, there is one that always kind of stands out in sport in sports. I mean, uh, it wasn't Henrik better than Daniel Sedin. I I probably. But, uh, you know, yeah, with with that. Yeah, with that match, I, I love how he, he took the pin. Like, he actually took the pin. I thought there would be some sort of schmoz where there'd be like 17 different interferences. And like Rikishi would come out or like just something would happen. But to your point about the long-term storytelling, this might be the most long-term story they've told since what, like the Kane and the Undertaker? Like that I that's mean, I, how long this one has been going. I don't know. I'm not sure my age here, but I remember when we were waiting to stick in the rep to come down from the rafters, right? And and to speak in WCW, the JNWR. Yeah. So like this the the thing is once Sting came down, we can debate the merits of WCW, but it was less exciting. But somehow the Bloodline story is better than it was three years ago. And I do think there's an attention to detail. I think there's two moments that stood out to me. Uh, Solo at the beginning, reluctantly tagging uh, with Reigns. And at the end, when Jimmy seemed to want to go check on Roman and Jay's like, nah, dude, let him be. Love and that. I think, though, yeah, I think those are interesting nuances and it, it may be calls that made in the moment, they may not pay off for anything, but it, it keeps you guessing. Anyone can super kick anybody at this point because it is everyone has the motivation and nuance and like 
I'll be honest with you, I think there's a, I don't know if sure you guys saw, I feel like it has to be Bayuso to take the title from Roman at this point. No one else no. feels right. No, I don't think so. I mean, like, Co Cody, as much as I like that match, and like, I loved him getting that moment, like, he's deserving of those titles, for sure. But, like, to me, like, I was like, it, it just doesn't, like, to make this story, because this story's been such a long epic, you have to end it within the family, right? Like, you can't, like, it being somebody external to, to take the titles, or God forbid The Rock. I mean, I love The Rock, but God forbid The Rock. You gotta put it on Jey Uso, you know, he's, you know, relatively young, as far as wrestlers go, he's... Every bit as talented, I think, as Roman Reigns. Honestly, as a singles competitor, as a tag competitor, like these both guys are every bit as talented, I think, as Roman or anybody, any main event there in WWE. Great in the mic, great acting, great in the ring. Like, I think that's where that's where this is going for WrestleMania. Like, whether or not, like, I feel like I've heard people talk that we'd have an Uso in every corner fail four-way match for the title at SummerSlam. That would be, I mean, that would be money in the bank, literally money in the bank for WWE. But uh, what say you, Peter? What do you think is going to be? What do you think will be the result? Of this match, the next pay-per-view SummerSlam. Coming out of this one, I, I do think one of the Usos has to go for the title now. And yeah, I kind of thought coming in, um, I kind of thought coming out solo was going to be the uh, the one. Um, but I I do think that this one needs to go to the one of the Usos for sure. Yeah, totally. I mean, Solo just got here. You know, like, let's give Solo a chance. He just got here. Like the Usos, we, these guys have been around since like what 2009, 2008. I still remember when they came in and they had the face paint. Uh, you know, they had the, the paint, the, the tribal paint, and they did the haka coming to the ring. I mean, that was and that was freaking cool. I think they should bring that back. But I never thought they'd become huge stars like this, which is pretty awesome. I believe, if I remember history correctly, Jey Uso was the first one to pin Roman Reigns in WWE as well. So I think that if I'm remembering correctly, I'm sure someone will correct us. I wonder if Steve has a, uh, uh, you know, knowledge of wrestling like he does of hockey, but I do believe uh, Jay was the first one to pin Roman. And I think if that's the case, uh, there's a really good story to tell. I think Jay, Jay versus Roman has to be. And whatever happens, Jay still got the end to end the pinning, non-pinning streak run, which is quite the accomplishment. And I think allows now for Roman to be pinned in other situations, tag team matches, whatever it may be. Um, and now you're not waiting for one person to do all that stuff. I, I will say, uh, y'all are making me think, if Jay takes the title sooner, do we get, is there a version where Jay versus Cody for the title is in the program event? Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think they, they definitely want that they're, they, 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 I think as soon as they signed Cody, they wanted to put the titles on, but fitting him in, in the Bloodline universe that was just shit hot since last year, they, they couldn't, I guess, and I understood why they made Roman, they just couldn't shoehorn him in there, but I, I like what you're thinking there, I think they might have that, that Cody's definitely coming back to the to the main event titles, whether it's the World Heavyweight Championship or the Undisputed Championship, uh, which apparently now is three belts, that's, that's just, that blew my mind, but. So I gotta say, I love it. It's, it's very boxing, very real combat sports. Why I love it is Roman doesn't utilize your titles, they're just on Paul Heyman. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do really dig it as a way to elevate Roman. It's just, and now it's time to wish Don could carry around Rhea's belt because I feel like there'd be <laughs> endless jokes. Oh, but it would be kind of great to have him as like the wise dumb uh, in Rhea Ripley's corner. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. So yeah, I think, I think we got good on that. I mean, definitely not the end of that story. I think we're, we're just getting started there. Ah, about him, you know, and it was, it was cool with part of it, so it was okay. But let's shift to the titular match of the event, the first titular match, men's Money in the Bank, which I think was awesome. They hit it out of the park, all the competitors in the ring. I love how most of them, aside from Shinsuke Nakamura, I'm pretty sure none of them had ever won a world championship. A lot of them were kind of newer guys, including Logan Paul. You know, I thought everyone in that match was stunned, honestly. And yeah, shout out, the crowd was insane for the whole thing. It completely elevated the match. Uh, and we got a swerve, technically, because we, everyone and their mother kind of thought Eddie Knight was going to win because he is on some sort of annual Brian, even like Roxy Austin type overness. But he decided to go with Damian Priest. Now, there were people thinking that 
you know, the returning evil Vincent Man was gonna look, look all the way, but thank God he didn't. But I think we got a good compromise with Damien Priest getting it as much as I wanted LA Knight get it. Yeah. Let's say yeah. You guys. Uh, I, I was gonna say I, I enjoy LA Knight and enjoyed him in his acting days. Even though the Drake work on pretend to be an expert on it, I think he's doing an incredible job of the last of all the injuries. He's, he's done building a very sympathetic character and an arc you want to root for. Um, it kind of reminds me it's different, but it reminds me of like DDP in the WCW where he was a guy going the journey. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah he really wants to live some life to get here. And I think the challenge always is if you give it to LA Knight, it feels like he has to win when he has them because he keeps everyone saying what they want. And, and, and it's, I have a problem with that on to be honest with you. I'm doing both wrongs now, but we'll get that for another segment. Uh, I, I'm into it, but I do think, like you said, Damian Priest has earned it. I think between I was working NXT and the main roster, the Bad Bunny stuff, and if I do not were damn about this, I was convinced Kandala was going to win and then get captured on right away and be the guy. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I, I think I was it kept talking about, like, then he becomes like a frontier in NXT again, like, he's just a killer. Uh, not left about wearing the shirt, but is, uh, uh, I think Damian Priest opens up a lot of opportunities with the judgment. They don't get so far ahead of that. Just say, everybody's matching like killer. I think I say was the one person I didn't leave winning it. Yeah. And everybody came out great. And, you know, shout out to Logan Paul, who seemingly joined this match to put other people over. And yeah. uh, did a fantastic job with that and knew his role. And I couldn't tell if everybody was Heatland where they wanted to see when him and Ricochet went off the ladder. But they, that was a brutal, brutal spot. It looked like real injury. Like, a real injury was happening. Like, I was watching with my girlfriend who was nothing about wrestling. She's like, did they both die? Did they, did they get hurt? I'm like, honestly, maybe. <laughs> One of the crazy things about, about Logan Paul is, if you don't know who he is, he just looks and acts like a wrestler. You know, like, totally. nothing, you know, it, it's just, he's so natural in the ring. It's kind of nuts how good he is. And, and I was like, that, that whole group of people was incredible. There were multiple times they hit me. I thought Butch at one point was going to take it. You know, yes. it was, it was, they made us believe, but I was not disappointed when Damian Breach won. What often happens when the bank is you don't have multiple people you want to have win, or like there are people who have won money in the bank before have been champions, so it feels like I adore Shannon. I remember him winning a lot of money in the bank, which is like, you're like, okay, you know, it's like Randy Orton money. You're like, sure, I love Orton, but you're like, it's happened. This all felt fresh. Everybody's new now. There was no one bad to win this. Uh, and, but they did choose, I think, a legitimately good number two option. And that's what that's what Logan Paul did for that. He gave you kind of like an anyone but Logan Paul uh, yeah. sense of everybody else. And it just him being made everybody else more acceptable winner. And that's the really smart booking of psychology that they appreciate Cody's that. Yeah. No, I, I like how they've been Logan Paul. Like, the fact that, like, you know, he's obviously, you know, outside the ring. Don't know much about him, but, like, let's keep all the weird stuff aside of him. But as a wrestler, as a, he has a wrestling mind because he's not coming in saying, like Hogan and WCW saying, I need everything. I got, I'm the biggest star in the world. You got to put all these titles. No. And I like that he actually has a mind for the business and understands that, you know, you're not here all the time. You can't have somebody in the bank. You can't have the title. But you're amazing at putting people over and bringing eyeballs to the product. What do you think is going to happen to Arun to, like, where do you think we go from here? Because I think another thing, a lot of fans are angry about LA Knight losing. Uh, people have their favorite. But I think that a SummerSlam program with LA Knight and Logan Paul is might be better than LA Knight actually having the briefcase because, you know, the Judgment Day gets that briefcase that keeps legitimizing them, but I think LA Knight and Logan Paul, their interactions have been absolutely hilarious. There's just so much material to draw upon for both of them, and I think you get a really, really fun program. I think it'll elevate LA Knight more, maybe, than the briefcase would. Yeah, I think I think there's two interesting topics there, and I'll, go, I'll start with LA Knight. I think the win for him is that it is undeniable that he is, like you said, white hot right now, and you know, he, uh, friends and friends of mine, uh, from the Cheap Heat podcast, he, he did an interview with them. I think his quote was, uh, I might not be everybody's cup of tea, but everyone's got to drink up. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, it's, uh, that he's right. Like, you can say he's too much like the rock or she lost. It's irrelevant because it's working. And yeah. you're like, the let me talk to you is catchy. Yeah, it's catchy. And guess what? It's catchy for crowds. They made a ton of noise. They're making it in the UK. They're making it in the US. They're making it probably in Canada up there. You know, he is over. And I, I think that means SummerSlam, he's going to get a prime spot. And, uh, 
Logan, you could do worse than Logan Paul, but both look great. I, I don't think LA Knight needs a belt right now. He's bigger than what any title could do for him, whatever any briefcase could do for him. So as long as they keep managing that, keep having interesting beards, he's in a, you know, he's in a great place. In terms of the Judgment Day, I'll just say, I cannot believe it's working as well as it is. Uh, yeah. Collectively, I like all four people. I just never thought it worked as well. It feels like a group of friends who will beat you out every Monday night. And that's, that's kind of fun that that's really all it is. Like, there's no, there's no, like, the Judgment Day name is almost, like, ironic. There's no, there's no shared mission, really. No. Yeah. People yeah, like, there's time nothing, there's anything in common. And that's the thing. Like, a lot of factions, you know, they have something that binds them together. Obviously, the bloodline. Um, You see the LWO, Latin World Order. You know, there is something that du- the NWO have guys from WWE, WWF. But like, these guys, I mean, they were put together by Edge as a shortage board of young people. But, like, they are just so good together that you can tell that they are all genuinely good friends. And that comes across the screen. And, yeah, like, that's absolutely great match. Uh, what about uh, Ricochet jumping through? That guy yeah. terrifies me every time he's in a ring. Like, he jumped. How did he, how did he even fit through the hole of that ladder? That was unbelievable. Yeah, I think everyone else in is not that movie you expect. The precision he has is amazing. For anybody who's, who's only met Ricochet in the uh, main roster, there's a, an NFL team dream for something on ground for many reasons. Yeah. But there is, there's a moment in NXT where Ricochet does a jump out of the ring onto the entrance ramp and lands right in front of the team dream. And it's just like, it, no hesitation, like no stumbling. It's just like, oh shit, this dude can do anything. Yeah. And he, he is a real life superhero. And I think what they've finally done is lean into that. They're not trying to make him a promo. Just like, let, yeah. He's actually so EW in that way, which is like, just don't go on the radio become a fan. And I think he's a. He's the kind of guy who definitely should be having tag titles and card title. I think he is the kind of guy you could have go to NXT as a champion. I think once Roman drops that, uh, whatever the title is, the undisputed, universal, whatever. I I think there's more choices than having a guy like that run with a belt even for a short reign. Like if he was, I guess he is on Raw. Like I'd love to see him with that title because I don't want a long Seth Rollins reign because I don't want every title to have a long reign. But I think Ricochet, again, distinguished himself in an amazing way. He's just... Um, He's a living special effect. Yeah, like, that's what I was saying. I've been saying to some friends, like, this guy, like, Ricochet, if he had the promo, like, he would be the biggest star on planet Earth. Like, and I know, like, I like that they're leaning into the wrestling part of it. It's just, I think sometimes it's, like, that might be what's holding him back from being that megastar, but he's already, in my mind, just an amazing person to watch. Like, you can sit anybody down who doesn't watch wrestling and say, look at this guy, and they'll be like, what the hell is that? Like, he's he's one of those guys you want as an ambassador of your product because... Like, anybody watching will be like, I need to see more of this. What in the hell is this guy doing? I thought wrestling was just guys in tights rolling around. This guy is a real-life special effect. And, like, you're like, how does he do that? I remember in 2007, I was living in New York. I went to an ROH, my first ROH show. And uh, there was, it was one of the main events, Brian Danielson versus uh, Morishima. And Morishima looked like, just a, with the, the kind of tights I don't know, he looked like a giant angry baby. And I'm like, who's this Brian Danielson guy with his crappy maroon trunks? And then... Suddenly they went, you're like, oh, this is the great thing. So Steven Jericho saw the No Remorse for us, Roddy Strong, all these people. And he's like, oh, if I just sit here and let myself go, these guys can take me on story. So, like, there's that kind of wrestler, and I think there is the Roman Reigns uh, character. Not that Roman can't do both. But I do think there is, uh, I think Ricochet occupies a special spot. He can make you a fan of wrestling in today's TikTok world. He's the kind of guy you could, like you said, you can put in a 20 second clip, you'd be like, that's what wrestling is. I mean, think about how much you value. Two pay per views with Logan Paul in a row, they've used Ricochet. To make Logan Paul good, and if passes any indication, using Damian Priest as an example, Bad Bunny, that may portend or Sammy Zayn with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, um, there's always this a celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> celebrity tie-in. I love it. Everybody got. Everybody needs a cele- They need to get one celebrity for every WWE superstar. Just I'm not. I honestly, I don't know the game, but it sounds like when you get to work with a celebrity, it means they trust you, right? Yeah. And yeah. so if they trust, if they trust Ricochet that much. I got to imagine one day he has a better U.S. U.S. title, international title, world title run. Yeah, coming to him, and I would not be surprised that if 
Ron Sarman was injured, if uh, Ricochet wouldn't potentially be a tag champ sooner or later. It feels yeah. like the kind of thing that him and Brun easily could win and would be super over. I didn't even know he was injured. Like, I, was, like, I actually thought about this. I'm like, where is Braun Strowman? Like, I normally, like, he's just, he's, just, he's always in something. But I was like, where? I, I forgot that he was injured. I was like, where is he? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so the next match we had uh, actually had a fantastic swerve that, like, never saw coming. Like, uh, Shayna Baszler turning on Ronda Rousey and allowing Alexa Bliss and Raquel Rodriguez to get the tag team titles, the women's tag team titles. That was that got, that was one of those ones that like didn't have any seeds planted, and you're just like, what? Like I love that. Shout out to Ronda Rousey with her uh, Dragon Ball gear. She had the Majin Buu M on her head, and she had the same Warrior trunks and and gear. I was like, can't just make it go like Ronda Rousey like that. That's not fair. That's but yeah, yeah, uh, Liv, and we'll talk about it later. Women's match. Uh, Liv Morgan, uh, as as uh, Wade Barrett said, they were Best Spice Girls uh, gear fit, and then like and Raquel Rodriguez. Again, her team is just super over. My only complaint is like. I kind of wish more, t- more tag teams to matching gear names and like you know more you know combo moves like yeah. I'm giving the good old Heart Foundation days right like yeah. Jim Neidhart and and, and, uh, and Bret Hart and sure the British Bulldog with this but give me a bit more of that stuff you know uh, that's the kind of stuff that I like I hope happens now that we that it seems like these two are a permanent team I wonder you know there's been these rumors that Ronda Rousey wants to you know start a family and you know get pregnant and maybe there's just maybe she has a short timeline and so now yeah. you have to do a few with friends in the elevator um, I will just say again kind of like, whatever you may think about Ronda Rousey's views, and I should disagree with many of them, uh, she came back, and all she's done is put people over. And yeah, another one of those big God stars. Respect that, that. Yeah, very humble. Like, a lot of humility. Like, again, like, like say, like, another big, like, big star that is a crossover star doesn't have to work in these tag team matches. Doesn't have to work as much as she does on SmackDown and Raw. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with Shayna Baszler and Ronda, because, I mean, I guess maybe they're trying to make Shayna, like, the new proxy Ronda, because Shayna is just as terrifying as Ronda Rousey. Like, Shayna Baszler is, I was saying that, like, she could kill anybody on the roster, no anybody. She like legit shoot fight anybody. Um, what I think they're gonna play is I, I wrote it down. I'm like, there is no way they're not gonna do a fight pit match at WrestleMania or not, SummerSlam. They're definitely yeah. going fight pit. They're bringing back Daniel Cormier to be the ref. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they'll just get somebody else. I don't know. But something's happened. Like they gotta do a fight pit with these two. That's what it's made for. That's made for XFC stars to fight in fight pit. I think that, you know, like if everybody hasn't watched uh, Shannon Baszler NXT, it's truly the best version of her. I'm also a big mark for the. I can go there at NXT. I think it's my yeah. favorite version of wrestling ever. Uh, go see the end of the era compared to what any of those guys are doing right now. Yeah. yeah. But it, uh, it is, I remember Shannon and Kyrie saying how they had a few and Kyrie did the whole pirate gimmick. And Shannon had these promos where she's like, you think you're pirate? Like, you're insane. And like, she did this thing where she made fun of the gimmick but didn't undermine the wrestler. Yeah. And it's what Shana, because she, the way she dresses and talks, she just sounds like a real person. Yeah. And that is her strength. And I feel like they, this is interesting because you were talking about Ricochet. I think Shana just being a killer is all you need to make it work. You don't need a deeper character. And that sounds like so little because Shane is just like high flyer against a lot of people not enough or it's missing just a little bit. But just let Shane go on the mic talk about she feels in like arm bar to death and or egg block to death. Care for the clutch, whatever she does. And like it is uh, she will get over it. I think she has a she has a different look than any of the wrestlers. I want that to believe mixed race. Um and she is uh you know she she just feels different uh aesthetically in the ring than everyone else and I hope this means we get more Shayna Baszler as a serious threat because her and Asuka really going at it would be insane. Get her over some of the Raw and her and Rhea going at it would be insane. That's the kind of stuff I'd like to see after she presumably defeats Ronda Rousey. Yeah, that that, that would be. And I I really like what they're where they're going with her for sure. Like every like I love the idea of just having like like kind of like a final boss, just killer monster. Like and there's so many different like there's so many different match combination she could go with. if you if you elevate her to the main event 
like Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley. Like, there's so much they can do with that women's division. And the women's division is unbelievably popping right now. Just talent mm -hmm. upon talent upon talent. It's great to see. Like, it's like there's you forget about people. You're like, oh, Zelina Vega's jumping off, a, jumping off a ladder. We'll get to that. But, um, yeah. So, next match we had was Gunta, the ring general. Gunta defeats, dominates. Our friend Matt Riddle, who honestly, I don't know, I just don't get Riddle. Like, I'm sure he's great. I'm sure he's a great guy. I've never got him. Like, I've never been like, I get this character. It's just kind of too goofy for me. I, I don't know. Well, but we've been legal in Canada longer than in the U.S. So, oh, like, you should have got him right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think my favorite fun fact about Matt Riddle, how to do radio interviews, that he's like the one guy who grows like kind of weed, grows like Randy Orton's favorite weed in town. They originally bought it. I feel like I've read this in interviews. And, like, uh, it is Matt Riddle. Uh, can I tell you what I think the problem is? The trunks have become too small and it's distracting in the ring. Yeah. And, and it's not because we can't stare at half naked and we do it all the time. I remarked to my wife, look how shredded from Valorant and we go run 50 miles and eat no carbs for a year. No. Uh, but like, there's just something so distracting. And I think that, along with the no shoes, along with the general bro vibe, is like a hat on a hat. And so I'm like, it's, it's too much. And I think, again, I'm using Ricochet as an example of their control for this. I think Riddle is an example of having too many characters and too many things. And you're like, if you could just pull it back one way, like, when he was Randor and Superfan, that was dark. That was fun. That was legitimately yeah. funny. But, um, yeah, man, I, I, don't, I don't... I think he's a perfectly fine professional wrestler. I think I don't think anything I dislike about him. It's just, uh... I I was with Raw here in LA when he came back. I was like, well, that's good. I'm happy for him. But, like, okay, that's our return on the Raw after Mania? Like, the Raw after Mania was... We should have done... I should have called you back and done a game over that. And just, <laughs> that was... After one of the best WrestleManias of all time, they pulled out, like, one of the worst Raws. Like, Vince McMahon, with his little twirly mustache, came in and was like, oh, God damn it, pal. We gotta just win everything, pal. It's too good to engage it, pal. Come on. I, I, that's remarkably good. I, I would say that I was, I was actually, the Raw felt disjointed being in the crowd, and I was not bummed out till they they spiked the main event because basically I was like, oh well, you know what? We're getting Brock and Cody against the Bloodline. That's that's awesome. That's something. And yeah, that that was like, give me a match before he turns on him and. We didn't get that. You could feel the entire crowd deflate. Yeah, like we were. I mean, even on the like, we talked. We, we understood. Remember, we're taking interest all this, and you just you lost all all hope. Look, we're back in place. Um, yeah, I think momentum's back. back. Yeah, like that ruined the momentum for like a couple months. I think. Like, I think the momentum was like the shows were kind of like that. Like that one show kind of like the rail of the excitement. Yeah. But this pay per view, I think, I think this one did a lot to bring people back and really create hype for SummerSlam. So, who top wins the match? Okay. Obviously, he's. He's a freak of nature. I love everything him and Imperium do. So wait, why is he the now not the ring general? He's a ring general. Is that German uh, or is that like? Uh, I don't know. I think he kind of has his own way. I want to say I think they're Austrian. Awesome. People talk to, awesome, talk yeah. to. Yeah, I interviewed Imperium about the uh, about some of the maybe unintended uh, aesthetic of uh, of Imperium and how they relate to other yeah. Eastern European groups. Um, yeah. So I mean, no indication any no. politics of that. It's just you know, I, look, Imperium is one of the things that that shouldn't work as well as it does. But Rudy Kaiser is a, I think is a, is, see, yeah, wrestling equivalent of a sleeper build. You know, those sleeper builds they But whatever, he's like the sleeper skill wrestler. Like, you forget how good he is. So he's, he does everything right. Yeah. Giovanni Vinci is really good, and I love it because Giovanni Vinci not talking. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he's going to talk, and it's going to brawl the pop. I think the only, the only criticism is, I don't want all these champions having record setting runs. Like, I need what felt a men's single champion yeah. to lose. They overacted on that. Because yeah. they used to just pass around the belt like a Renat Rib joint. Like, it was just, <laughs> you got it, you get it. Like, you're like, who the, who the hell is the champion now? It's just like, they do scramble it up. Now, like, I kind of see where you're going with it. Like, I do hope that they maybe get a bit of a change there. And maybe the guy who returned tonight, Drew McIntyre, who, like, by all accounts, was out the door. I mean, he had creative differences with, with WWE, apparently. And he might, everyone was expecting that Drew Galloway would show up in AEW. Uh, which I don't think would be terrible, but 
you know, he came back big pop, big return, and I think it's gonna be a fantastic match. And who knows, maybe they promised that they would put the belt on him to keep him happy. I also think, like, I, I mean, how exactly commentary made point saying there were rumors about his career's demise yeah. in WWE. Like, they were, that was as much as you could say, we got, we paid him, we paid him his bag. Yeah. He's, he's here for a bit. Like, uh, I, I will say this, um, I'm gonna tell a quick Drew uh, McIntyre story. So last year, about a year ago, today, stuck in the airport in Nashville. So I got there at 6 p.m. And I couldn't, wasn't get a flight up from 6 a.m. the next morning, had nowhere to stay. The hotels were all booked, and I'm not kidding, got kicked out of the hotel room. I was in two days late for a conference. Oh boy. And so I was in the airport, it took 12 hours. And Seamus is a pal, and we keep up, and I saw him in the airport with Drew McIntyre, and I was like, I don't want to be that nerd who goes up. We, you know, we DM, we talk, we've met a few times. I'm like, but I don't, I don't want to make it weird. So I just came away, I think I saw him in line, and him and Drew on their plane took a photo to wish they could luck with 12 hours at the airport. Oh. I don't know what I'm saying, what kind of guy, Drew McIntyre, and when I got Seamus. I would not be surprised if I was, if I'm over, I could see Drew McIntyre ending uh, uh, Gunter's streak, because that feels right, because Gunter is a legitimate challenger for Seth Rollins' title. Yeah. And maybe there's a world where Drew um, somehow holds that title and Seamus challenges in front Wacky, I know the brain slate doesn't work, but maybe it's a wacky way he does it so that Seamus gets to win the one title that's eluded him, right? Like the, yeah. one, the one belt, maybe the opportunity to, to be the guy who passes the torch to his friend. Is, is an exciting thing. I don't overthink it. It could just as easily be that Drew comes in, he doesn't win the Intercontinental title, but he challenges that, right? Like, yeah. he gets an actual title run in front of fans. Because I don't think a lot of people remember how much of this company on his back during the Thunderdome era. And just carried, terrible. Carried things. Yeah. Terrible luck. Terrible luck. Just terrible luck. The guy gets minted and the world yeah. stops and it's in an empty arena. Like, that is just bad uh, luck, Ryan, right there. I do want to say, I know we're going to be past this match, but there's not a whole lot to say, but like, remember the last time Riddle or Gunter had that match? I don't. Like, yeah. that's, I think we are so spoiled. And I'll say this in general, like up and down this hard, everybody's really awesome. There's in no the one. Yeah. Yeah, there's no one back in the ring. And, and, and I know people have think of a name, but like, think about the TLEs. There's never any dead weight in the show. Everybody no. is really good. Yeah, totally. So, uh, next match, we're, like, we're going to keep uh, rolling on here as you drink your prime that we got a bag for by Logan Paul. Logan Paul paid me personally $250,000. Put that in there. Next match, we had Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio in an extremely random put together match. But anytime I get to see Dominic Mysterio come out and do anything, I am happy because he is one of my favorite heels, man. Like, this, just the perfect chicken shit heel. Like, not trying to be cool, not trying to be like, not an edgy CM Punk type heel. He is quintessential chicken shit heel. And it's so funny that he is an amazing, one of the most over heels. And his dad, Rey Mysterio, was literally never a heel in WWE. Um, and I love the character of him pretending to be a convict, pretending to be hard. Um, I grew up in Woodbridge, a suburb of Toronto, and there was a lot of people like Dominic Mysterio. Like, just like, yo, man, I took out, I was just in, I was just in the bin, I was in, just got built out of jail, it's like, you drive your dad's Lambo, okay, like, let's, let's calm it down, but, uh, I thought it was a great match, I thought it was a good match, uh, good way to showcase, uh, Dominic and, uh, over Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, it reminds me, that sounds like Scarborough back in the day sometimes, yeah. too, but, like, uh, you know, shout out to us GTA kids, uh, but, like, it is, uh, Dominic, Dominic, I mean, by the way, Dominic is a better athlete than I'll ever be, because he does what he does, but I will say he is built exactly like a chicken chicken, like, Austin Theory is so yoked that you're kind of, like, yeah, dude, but you're you're that like you're it's just still you see you running around here. You're a monster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like Dom Dom is like I think he is like he can do if you watch the Celtic Warrior workout to Seamus, uh yeah. Dom is on there, he's like, Dom can go and he can go in the ring and actually it makes me think a lot of Randy Orton in like the late aughts, early twenty tens where he was purposely doing things to piss off the audience. He talked about doing longer rest holds, you know, just to like get a crowd booing him and I think Dom knows what he's doing. He can clearly do all the moves, right? He can do it all in the ring. He's got good instinct. He can, he knows how to carry himself. He's so sure of himself now. It's a blast. And again, Cody Rhodes, he is, uh, he is him, right? Not to steal yeah. from Mello, but like, 
the way the, that crowd sounds on every word of King of Night. And they, uh, they, you can tell them by Coach Slavon, he's like, yeah, this is what it is. This is that crowd, that crowd is, was, that England crowd, man. I cannot believe that John, John Cena will talk about him coming out. How did they not ever go there for a pay-per-view? The crowd elevated that pay-per-view to a level that it shouldn't have been, honestly. Like, it took it a couple notches above where it was. Like, the singing, like, like the singing in the Roman Reigns match, like, you know that they hate you when they make a song about you. Like, they want to, you know, like, they're saying, Bro, if you hate Roman Reigns, sign up. Like, what was it like? And they're calling everybody a wanker, you know? Yeah, 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 the oh, Roman wanker, which made me just pop, because it was like, I finally don't understand what the heck they're saying, because <laughs> It's always a wanker. Yeah, it, Ted yeah. Lasso is not a, it was not fi too fictional on that. Like, everybody is a wanker, apparently. Yeah, yeah, no, I think, look, I think uh, this match did what it needed to, uh, especially when Cody tore off the cast, which I think finally makes sense, given that he was wrestling, like, it wasn't an issue. And like, uh, the old panache just to the whole yeah. <laughs> I wanted to go about style for a long time to keep the cat, and that would be a gimmick. But it was, uh, yeah, he, I mean, and given the SummerSlam ads with Brock, it feels like, I feel like Monday night, expect, I would expect Brock to be on Raw. And, I thought he was uh, going to be there, but I guess. Yeah, F5, uh, F5 Cody, and then, uh, we're off to the races. Again, dumps ring time, got him, got him the ring time. I thought, again, it made real look mage. It was like, it was a, uh, it was a good use of both of them, got them some time, and, Dumb and Cody, get, there is never a chance of dumb being the face, so it automatically just gets that crowd going. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. No way he's ever, they, they can't. Uh, unless, see, like, he has got to be so established as a heel that they end up liking him, but he is the perfect heel, like, just, and he's like, genuinely hilarious when he's on, yeah. on screen. I'm never not at him. He's one of those people, like, I turn up the volume, like, oh, I got to sit intently here and watch. Um, we got a big surprise. We got John Cena coming back, um, keeping the hat on uh, because he's ashamed of, uh, his 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 baldness or his, his impending baldness. Uh, John Cena just joined the dark side. I mean, just join the dark side. Just do it. Get the bick and, and look like this. Come on. No, he was. It's so funny how much the crowds now appreciate John Cena now that he's not being pushed down the throat by WWE. Like he was got genuine like booze and hate from all these crowds like ten years ago when he was on top. Now anytime he comes out, it reminds me of when The Rock would come back in the, in the mid aughts and just show up and smile and wave. There's nothing he could do wrong coming out. Uh, great, great to see. I think that 2015, or 2016, when he had the U.S. Open Challenge, that's really when, yeah. when everything started to change. And we're like, oh, cool, he's just going to make, he, he's going to make something else awesome, make a bunch of people, and, you know, make Kevin Owens when he came up with the NXT title, won that U.S. Championship. And I think, I, I, I was on the chat, I was shocked how much Gene Johnson made him happy. Not that I didn't ever like it, it was just like, I, it was like the whole Lawless to Christina Wins thing was a real feeling. Yeah. And now when I see him, I'm just really, really happy. Maybe that's a peacemaker, maybe that's other things, but like, uh, I thought it was. I, I thought we were ending going for a Grayson Waller feud, which feel, felt more random than anything else. Yeah. Because for Grayson Waller getting his, his moment there, I mean, he, I, I'm reminded how much that dude is built like a Greek god, and I can't wait to have a good program for him. Because uh, yeah, they're just, like, just, just jerking him around. Like, why is he hosting a show every week? And he's not really doing anything there. You know, he's not getting involved in the feud. So I like seeing him go at Cena and actually show off his my skills. And like, like him, him telling the crowd when they're calling him Wenka, Wenka, he's like, I don't need to. I was, was a lot of gold. I was like, I was like, yeah, I like, I like what you said. Then <laughs> pitting Australia against England when John Cena was pushing for WrestleMania to be England, which is 100% going to happen now that they open that Pandora yeah. box. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> John Cena's not just there campaigning on his own to say WrestleMania in England. They're going to say no. And there it just kind of stopped. So uh, once again, apologies for some of the audio quality. Uh, but again, if you've listened to this point, uh, you know that uh, the, the show was pretty good. It was just uh, some technical issues that got in our way. But uh, stick with us. We will get this one right for the next time. So uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you to all of you who stuck through this and for your support. And thank you to uh, Sports Interaction one more time for everything that they do for SDPN. Uh, we will get this one right the next time, but uh, until then, have a great evening, everyone.